Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Stav. And it's Griff. And today we're going straight NFL. We have the standings predictions total, like playoff predictions. We have our awards predictions like MVP, Depoy, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player, Defensive Player, and all the rookies as well. We also have the most improved player. So, Griff, what do you say? It's the NFL special, Stav. Let's get right to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Five. And Griff, I'm excited to get started on the NFL season. I'm sure you are, too. And there's no better way of getting kicked off than by going through our standings, going through the playoff predictions and the way too early playoff predictions. You know how it changes. And I guarantee some of this isn't going to be perfect. I guarantee it. But no, 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 they're going to be perfect. (laughs) One of us is going to get every single one of them right. So, like, I mean, like we said, we ran through the whole thing, and we each have our own predictions. At least one of us is going to be right by the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. There's maybe one, maybe a few, maybe all of it. You never know. So let's just dive right in. We'll start off with the AFC. I'll go through. I'll go through one through seven. So, And we did kind of correlate these with our predictions from the divisions that we've done in the previous episodes. So let's just dive right in. And starting with the AFC, I have the number one seeded Buffalo Bills. I believe that this is their year, and they are, I think, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Then, two, I got kind of a surpriser here. I got the Indianapolis Colts. I think that they really do put it together this year with Jonathan Taylor kind of leading that offense along with the veteran Matt Ryan. We're expecting yeah. big things out of him, Michael Pittman as well. Um, then I got the Super Bowl or the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals at the three seed. I have the Kansas City Chiefs falling a little bit to the fourth seed. I think this will be the lowest seed that they are in the Patrick Mahomes era. And then five seed, I got the Chargers. The Chargers are on the come up. We're a Chargers pod. We all know both this. Both up. This is a both and up pod. I, I think that the Chiefs and the Chargers, that's interchangeable. I do think that yes. either or – and the reason why I do have them kind of lower is because of how stacked that division is and how stacked yep. the AFC is in general. So these standings are very interchangeable in my opinion, except I think the Bills. I think the Bills will – 
I think one seed yeah, in the, I'll get to mine the, too. But yeah. Agree. And then six seed, I got the Raiders. I have another AFC West team in there. I think the Raiders are really putting it together. You got Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Garen Waller, Josh Jacobs. And uh, what's the last? Is it Zaire White or something? I, I could be butching. The yes. backup running back, the rookie running back. I mean, you have Chandler Jones. You have Max Crosby. You, you got a good defense. I, I think that team is a, a good playoff team. And I think that they're going to improve from last year, but the seeding isn't really going to be indicative of that just because of, like I said, how stacked the AFC is. And then last, I'm a homer. I got to go with the Patriots. Um, a lot of people are nervous, including myself, of the direction in which this offense is going to go. I do think that they are going to put it together. I don't. I think Coach Belichick is smart enough to realize when something is working. And I don't think preseason is a good indicator of how good a team is. Just because who knows what they're trying. Who Maybe they were trying strictly plays that weren't working and they're trying to improve on them. Maybe they have a completely separate playbook that of plays, okay, we know this is going to work. Let's work on the stuff that we aren't sharp in. But it, it is worrisome a little bit if you're a Patriots fan just because of some of the execution stuff that we're not used to seeing them lack in. But I, I still think that they'll put it together. I think that they have an easy middle stretch of the schedule that will really boost their record. Griff, your turn with the AFC. All right. So I'm going to start off hot style. We got the same as the one seed. And I think from there on out, we got maybe one other as the same. But the one seed is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Um, if there's any year to do it, I, I, I really believe this is the year. I mean, they signed Von Miller to kind of secure that uh, defensive line. They kind of have a good player at every single spot in terms of defense. The three spots, DB, linebackers defensive line their offense you know what they're going to do hopefully they can get that run game going which i actually think they might be pretty good with but no matter what they have josh allen this is an mvp caliber season that he's going to be entering um and yeah i got the bills finishing up at one at two i'm still sticking with the chiefs now a lot of people are kind of scared with their wide receiver core with a couple of different holes in their defense as well i really think that juju is going to be pretty dang good you know, he, he had a fantastic first couple of years with Big Ben. Um, he got injured. He came back, was kind of shaky. But you have Patrick Mahomes. So if you can do literally anything at the wide receiver position, Patrick Mahomes is going to uh, find a way to make you a 1,000-yard receiver. Juju Smith, he's going to have over a 1,000 yards this year. The Chiefs are going to be the two seed, and they're going to be pretty dangerous going into the playoffs this year. At three, I kind of had a toss-up between a couple of teams – um, but I'm going with the Titans for the AFC South. Um, I just think that this is the final year of Tannehill being good enough to be a great regular season team. And I think that Derrick Henry is going to also have a great year, obviously. Rabes is a great coach. He knows what he's doing over there in Tennessee. Very smart with play calling. Very smart with knowing the rules in general. Um, and, I, I, I mean, I have them at three. It's tough between them and the Colts. And you'll see where I have the Colts. I do have them in the playoffs. But to finish off these division winners, I have the Bengals winning the North, being the four seed. That doesn't mean that they're bad. I think they're going to have a great season. Uh, Joe Burrow, the former AFC champions. Yeah, I got the Bengals at the four. Going into the wild card teams, I got Chargers at five. And I have the Chargers at five with a very, very good record because I think that the AFC is just, in general, not even top-heavy, but like, all these teams, there's about 10 teams that could make the playoffs, and they are all very, very good. So it was kind of difficult making these predictions. I'm going Chargers at five. They really stacked up that defense. They added a few names on the offensive line, and you already know Herbo's going to get it done. Eckler's going to get it done. 
Um, we have names, which is what you need. Um, second year coach coming in. This is the year to do it. This is the first year of the Justin Herbert playoff era. We were one win short of making the playoffs last year. We're going to take that top seed in the um, in the wild card. Going over to six, we have Indianapolis, the Colts, like you said, Stav. Matt Ryan, adding Matt, adding Matt Ryan to a team that Jonathan Taylor is already going to carry, I think will make them very successful. I think this will be big for Michael Pittman as well because Matt Ryan's the type of guy that will find the receivers um, that he needs to give it to, right? He's not really a superstar anymore. He's on the, t- the tail end of his career. He's going to find the guys that, I mean, are the best players on the team. So I think Colts at six is a good pick. I kind of had them interchangeable with the Titans. Um, but the reason I have them at six is just because the Chargers are going to have a re- really, really good season. Finishing off the AFC, this seven seed, in my opinion, was the hardest one to predict. But I'm going with the Ravens. Two AFC North teams. I think this is a Lamar Jackson MVP type season. The receiving core isn't that great. That means Lamar's going to have to do it on the ground. He's going to have to find Mark Andrews. J.K. Dobbins can hopefully be healthy and have a very good season. And that's exactly what I'm predicting. I love that defense stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Ravens at seven. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of agree here where the AFC is so unpredictable, kind of like I was saying before, where anyone can be in and out, especially these last – uh, like because they added that extra playoff spot a few years back, that seventh seed, yep. it's almost impossible to predict because, I mean, there are a bunch of bubble teams. Like I, off the top of my head, the bubble teams, the Dolphins, the Patriots, um, the Ravens, the I was going to say the Browns, but just the Raiders. The, yeah, exactly. The Raiders, the Broncos. Like yep. there's probably like seven, eight teams that could make the playoffs that we didn't predict and that I wouldn't be surprised with at all. Yeah. And this goes for the NFC as well, but a little less teams, I think. I think that there's probably a solid 10 teams in the NFC that will make that could make the playoffs, and then the mm-hmm. rest of them are kind of a little further out. They, they definitely do fall off. But the, the NFC is very top-heavy, in my opinion. And I'll start off. I mean, I, I'm very high on the 49ers. I have them as the one seed. I had them going 13-4 and four in our predictions. So I am very high on Trey Lance. I am. I love the offense. I love what the direction that they're going. They re-signed Debo Samuel and obviously George Kittle. The offensive line is nasty. Their running backs are pretty good. So I, I have the 49ers going one. And then the second seed, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's probably his last season. I can't see them not being a great team. Um, everyone's back pretty much besides Gronk, which is and a that, big loss. That O-line scares me. That O-line does scare me a little bit, um, especially with Just Ryan Jensen England. being out. Yeah. But I, I think Tom Brady will figure it out. They will figure it out as a team. Next, I have the Packers at three. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, how can you say what last that defense is going to be awesome? Mm-hmm. Um, four seed, I got the Dallas Cowboys. And that's it's kind of like the same thing with what you said with the Bengals. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be a bad team. I think that the NFC, like the Cowboys do have a tough schedule. They have a lot of hard away game, pride time games. Um, and that division isn't a joke. I mean, the Eagles keep getting better. The Eagles are good. And, yeah, the Eagles are a good team. And that's why I have the Eagles. Oh, shoot. That, that would have been a perfect transition. But that five, would have been awesome. Yeah. It was close. It was close. <laughs> five, I have the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. I think that they are the best team that isn't. A division winner. I think that they probably go 12 and 5, but because of how the way the NFL playoffs are set up, the top seeds don't get put in that order. If that was the case, I'd probably have them at the two or three seed. 
But because they didn't win the division, I have them going as the five seed. Then the six, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles actually just traded away Jalen Rager to the Vikings, the team that um, was – so that was the video that the Vikings were very surprised that the Eagles took Jalen Rager in the first round, and then they ended up getting Justin Jefferson. So I think it's awesome now that they're two teammates. That I think the sixth and the seventh overall pick – or was it like the 13th or the 14th? Something like that. They were back-to-back picks, yeah. and now they're teammates. And then closing off the NFC, I have the Saints as the seventh seed. And this is interchangeable. I mean, the Vikings could make it. The Panthers could make it, in my opinion. I think that Baker Mayfield leading that charge is he's fired up everyone. The um, Cardinals are, are floating yeah, around there. Exactly. The Cardinals. Uh, I, but like we said, it kind of falls off after them. I mean, yeah. I don't think the Bears are, I think the Bears are probably going to be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, the Lions, everyone wants to say the Lions, but the Lions are um, – No. Yeah. It's just they're the they're – the, They stink. They just straight up stink. They're they're, they're the hard knock team that everyone overhypes. So that rounds up my NFC predictions, Griff. <clears throat> Let's see. All right, getting doing. right to it. I got the Packers. I had them going 13-4 and four in my prediction. Um, you can say what you want about the receiving core, but once again, it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, kind of the same thing with the Chiefs. That defense, though, in Green Bay, I, I have them being probably the best defense in the league this year. I, I really think that they're amazing. Um, they're going to do great things. I got the Packers going one. I got the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, at two. Um, you know, losing a couple guys, Odell being uh, still a free agent, uh, but gaining someone like an Allen Robinson in that wide receiver core where you already have a Cooper Cup is going to be very big. Um, hopefully get Cam Akers for the full season. And that run game is going to go real well with the West Coast-styled offense that Matt Stafford thrived in last season. Um, I got the Saints going three, actually. I got the Saints over the Bucks winning um, the NFC South, and that's just straight up because of that defense. And I think Jameis is going to do just enough if he can hold off on those turnovers coming back healthy. Um, I think that the Saints are actually going to have a very good season, and I think that they're kind of my sleeper team to make the NFC championship right now going in at three. I got the Cowboys right with you there. Stop at four. Um, same thing. They're good. They're like such a solid squad. I feel like they don't change up that much. Um, and and once, once Michael Gallup comes back, uh, they'll be a lot better. Got them at four. I got them winning, obviously the East. I got the bucks at five, the best team to not be in a, um, be a division winner. Um, I, I have that in terms of both the AFC and the NFC. That'll be the best team to be a wild card team in the league. Um, and I literally, in my predictions, I had them and the um, Saints having the same record, but the Saints owning the tiebreaker. So you got to have them at the five. I got the Vikings at six. This is a big year for Dalvin Cook. It's a big year for Kirk Cousins, and it's going to be a gigantic year for Justin Jefferson. I think this year Justin Jefferson is a top three wide receiver in this league. And that defense is going to do just enough uh, with that veteran presence of Daniel Hunter and Pat Pete, and they're going to sneak their way into the playoffs and probably lose Wild Card Weekend. At seven, I got the 49ers. Um, I like Trey Lance, but not a big sample size of what I've seen from him. Um, but what we have seen from him has been nothing short of great. Stuff, in my opinion, he has been very good uh, throughout this preseason, throughout kind of the snaps that we saw last year when he came in. Um, and just the fact that they signed, they restructured Jimmy G's contract. We haven't talked about that. That was interesting. Like, he's going to be the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. 
But why does he want to do that? Does he not want to get traded? He just wants to ride out for this year and then sign in free agency? What, like, what's the deal with that? Maybe he wants to control his own destiny. I do think that he can, in a way, with deciding who he wants to get traded to. But maybe he's seeing some of these teams, like, what? maybe he just wants to ride the, ride the pine for a year and get the bag like he usually does, but then pick where he wants to go because – you know, Matt Ryan very well could retire after this year. I was going to say that's my prediction. He's going to be a Colt next year. The Saints, Jameis Winston, this is kind of a make-or-break year for him. He's on a one-year deal. If he stinks and the Saints aren't good, maybe Jimmy G goes there. The Titans yeah. are another team that, I mean, Malik Willis is there, but who knows what happens with Ryan Tannehill, and maybe they don't like the trajectory of how he's developing. The Texans, um, the Dolphins, this is a make-or-break year for Tua, and that's an yeah. offense with Mike um, – the head coach, the former 49ers offensive coordinator. Oh, uh, McDaniel, Mike McDaniels, right? Is that him? Yeah, I yeah, think it's McDaniel. I, I forgot. McDaniel, yeah, Mike McDaniel. He, that's a huge connection there. Maybe he's seeing how that shapes out down in South Beach. So there are a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks, but more will pop up over the next year. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up my NFC predictions. Um, I said we move on to a little award prediction. We got MVP, we got Depoy, we got Coach of the Year, Opoy, O'Roy, D-Roy, and then we got Most Improved Player, we got Most Improved Team, Stav. I say you get us started with the big guy. Let's go MVP. MVP, I feel like this is the betting favorite and kind of an obvious pick here. And we did, by the way, I feel like we would agree on a lot of these, but we do kind of want to create some variation here when we make our picks. We t- we want to talk about different players and why they could win MVP. So we don't have yes. any of the sim- we don't have any. Yeah, a lot of these besides yeah, like right. a lot of these we agree more. on, but we're taking two different yeah. players, except for one I think is going to be very obvious. Yeah. So MVP, I'm going Josh Allen. He's going to lead the Buffalo Bills to the number one seed in the AFC. And my prediction, the Super Bowl. That's a very that's a very good, very good point, and, and I like that as well. My pick, I'm going also with an AFC quarterback on the other side of the country. I got Justin Herbert. This is his breakout season. He had a great season last year. This year he's going to prove that he's a top-five quarterback in this league, and I feel like this voting committee loves the fact that or loves uh, taking quarterbacks like in their first year of like greatness to be the MVP. We saw it with Lamar Jackson. We saw it with Pat Mahomes. Justin Herbert's going to fall right into that. Justin Herbert, um, they're going to be like, oh, he's top five. Justin Herbert's top three quarterback in this league. Yeah, and I mean, Justin Herbert has the tools. He has yep. the intangibles, the, and the Chargers are just getting better. So yeah, they and he has, the, he has the guys to give the ball to. Exactly. Like, And I feel like good teams always have – that like step ahead, like Justin Herbert has always put up the stats, but he hasn't really been on a winning team necessarily yet. Now he's going to have the tools around him and he's going to be able to control a lot more of the game. And they're going to be kind of on display for everyone to see. So next we have the coach of the, I, we should have went offensive. We'll just do, we'll just do it in the order that we have it on the list. Um, I got, I'm very high on the 49ers as I've said probably 10 times in this video, but I got, Kyle Shanahan winning coach of the year. I think that the 49ers are the one seed in the NFC. And I just think that offense and that team is so easily – how do I want to phrase this? Their success can be really rooted right back to the coach. Like a lot of their yeah. wins are coached wins, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a lot of 
like running the ball. We're going to see a lot of schemes that just beat the other teams, and that's why this team is going to be very successful this year. Definitely, definitely. And I want to say um, two guys that are from this same tree, the same coaching tree. I'm taking Matt LaFleur. You had Kyle Shanahan. They both routed from that Washington system, and then they both routed from that Sean McVay tree. Um, this league is going to be ran by coaches that went through Sean McVay. I'm just going to say. We we had one that – I mean, this whole tree of this analytical young coaches it, it is going to be great for the game. I got Matt LaFleur being coach of the year, and here's the story of what's going to happen about three games, four games, and Aaron Rodgers is going to say something about the coaching. They're going to finish first in the NFC. It's going to happen. It happens all the time. And Matt LaFleur is going to be coach of the year. And then at the end of the year, Aaron Rodgers is finally going to give him his flowers. Um, I, I think that the Packers are going to be fantastic on defense. And I think it's going to play a large part to the way that they're able to switch up between their different coverages, their different packages. They have a lot of depth at most positions on defense. And I think LaFleur is going to have a lot of fun with that on defense this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they got some dogs on defense. Their defense is fast. It's yeah. young and it's exciting. Fast, young, and, I mean, Jair Alexander is fantastic Yeah, on corner. I, I think that this is a year where we finally put him as, like, elite. I feel like he's been kind of not really getting disrespect thrown on his name. He's like a bubble guy. getting the, the respect that he deserves. I really think that he's one of the best corners yeah. in this league. I mean, he got paid like one this offseason, and I think yeah. that he really is going to prove why he got that bag. I mean, yeah. as if he hadn't already, but he is going really to step into that cornerback one shutdown role. He is a shutdown corner, yes. and he'll prove it this year. Exactly. And next, offensive player of the year. Oh, no. Why did I? Yeah, okay. I, I, I yeah, messed yeah, up yeah. The, the order, but this, this, this works. All right, we're going to go Depoy here, and then we'll go Opoy. So, okay. defensive player of the year, I got Nick Bosa. I'm sticking with my 49ers here. Like 49ers. I said, yeah, I'm a big 49ers guy this year. I really think that they're going to step in. And I mean, Nick Bosa is a name that we really haven't heard in any of the voting. I think he did win defensive player of the year, but I think that um, this year he's really going to step into their – that defense is going to be dominant, led by Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and a few of the other guys, but he's probably the guy who's going to get the most shout. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I'm going TJ Watt. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. TJ Watt on a team that has a great defense, but a very subpar offense. He's going to be doing everything he can to try to get them into the playoffs. I don't think they'll end up in the playoffs. Obviously you guys heard my prediction, Um, but a team that I really feel like is just totally a quarterback away. And it could be Kenny Pickett coming next year. Um, But TJ Watt is going to do everything he can. I think they're going to fall short uh, in terms of making the playoffs, but TJ Watt is going to have another great year. Um. And I feel like another obvious pick that we both could have said, and it would have been fine, is Aaron Donald. Obviously, Aaron he's, Donald, the best, yeah. he's the best player in the NFL. He's the best player. Yeah, no. So, he's Okay, I think when it's said and done, he's going to be the like the greatest player of all time. Yeah, if I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He's won his defensive player of the years. All He has all the accolades. Like, yeah. He's probably I, the Lawrence Taylor of our generation. I, I'd agree. I would definitely agree. He can play anywhere on that defensive line, too. Yeah. He can play at and any position. He gets triple teamed every single play and still puts up the stats yeah. that a guy. He's amazing. Can, yeah, exactly. So next, this is our only agreement here, just because it's an obvious pick. We have Jonathan Taylor winning Offensive Player of the Year. Insane running back in a run-heavy offense with Matt Ryan at the helm. He's going to get a lot of receptions out of the backfield as well and those little dump-down screen passes. 
he's going to be running through the offensive line, probably a premier offensive line of the league. And the Colts are going to be a good team. And he has all the intangibles to win that award. Yeah. And I want to say that I think him having Matt Ryan is going to be a lot better than him having Carson Wentz this year. Oh, 100%. Because it's going to help out a lot in all areas. What happened with the Colts last year is teams started to stack the box against them, and he couldn't get free, especially those last three weeks of the year when yeah, the Jaguars definitely. beat them and whoever. But yes, they can't stack the box when you have Matt Ryan at quarterback and Michael Pittman running free. So that team, I, that's why I'm saying watch out for the Colts. So let's go to the rookie side of things here. Offensive rookie of the year, I got Crystal Ave, wide receiver in that Saints offense, a pass-heavy offense, and – Usually, there's always one receiver in every draft class that really steps away and becomes an elite receiver year one. We saw it with Justin Jefferson. We saw it with Jamar Chase. And now we're going to see it with – I think there's, there's a few guys who come to uh, come in mind when I when I say this, like Chris Olave, um, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Sky Moore in Kansas City. Sky that Moore, could be yeah. something to look out for. I would say the two Bama receivers in Jameson Williams and um, – Oh shoot! I can't believe I'm blanking out on the other name, John Mechie. So yeah, Michi, those Michi. those guys are hurt and they're dealing with different things. So I, that's why I didn't say them. But they would. I would even there. I would even throw Pickens in there. I think he's yeah, gonna have a great. Yeah, he, he, he another Steelers receiver that just falls to them that succeeds. So yeah. Griff, who do you have for offensive rookie of the year? All right, I got a bit of an interesting pick. Um, the Jets, who have taken a running back in, I mean, maybe the past like 15 drafts. Um, taking another one. I think this one's going to pan out though. I got Brees Hall. I actually think that he's going to have a fantastic year out of Iowa state. I loved watching him play college ball. Um, he's exciting stuff. He, he really does it all. I think that this is going to be a big year where people realize that Makai Becton is breaking out. And I think it's just going to be because they look at Brees Hall's numbers as a rookie. And I know they have Michael Carter as running back too. Brees Hall is going to take a lot of these snaps. He's going to be very successful in not only the run game, but the pass game as well. And he's going to help out Zach Wilson a lot. I think he might be their security blanket over Uzoma at tight end. I think Brees Hall is going to have a fantastic rookie year. And the Jets are kind of, in my opinion, taking a step in the right direction, especially with the draft that they just had. Yeah. I mean, every like this rookie class, I feel like is one of the more deep classes. I mean, yeah, just I don't, I don't think. I don't think it's as like I can't see any real like like yeah yeah I I can't see any real like superstars coming out right away. I think there will be some in a few, but there are so many quality starters in this draft. It is Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, like there's there was not much hype around this draft just because there was no premier quarterback. But Mm -hmm. this draft is very deep. This draft goes kind of two rounds, three rounds deep, where a lot of these guys are going to be day one starters for their uh, respective teams. So next, we're going to go Defensive Rookie of the Year. And this is a shock to – this will be a shock to most, but my explanation is going to be kind of interesting with it. So Defensive Rookie of the Year, I have the corner out of Florida, Kair Elam, who's on the Buffalo Bills. So my reasoning behind this is strictly because of stats. Um, The Buffalo Bills are going to be an insane offense. So every team that faces them is going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're not really going to be throwing at Tredavious White. So you attack the corner to the rookie. He's going to put up the stats to back up his defensive rookie of the year. He's going to get a lot of interceptions. He's going to get a lot of tackles and a lot of pass breakups. The three things that you want out of a corner that will boost his his statistical um, the, the statistical advantage. And also, he will 
be on a good team and a good defense. So if you're if you're putting up the stats on a good defense on a good team, then you should be a front runner for that position. I like that. I like that reasoning a lot. Um, it does make sense. It kind of just falls down to him. Like he's in the position to kind of make his rookie year up in terms of statistics, and, and he's in the perfect situation. If he succeeds, he's going to look very, very good. Um, this isn't Lions bias. This isn't Hard Knocks bias. Um, I'm going Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I think he's amazing. The fact that every single practice he gets to work against Panay Sewell, who's a premier offensive line, a young offensive lineman um, in this league, will help a lot, a lot throughout this season. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is a dog, number two pick in the draft. So you could say that, yeah, I'm taking the favorite, but I'm taking him. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have a great year. It's not because of how good he is against the pass only. He, I mean, he runs from sideline to sideline. He can do it the whole game. A lot of energy, a lot of strength, a lot of speed. He, I mean, I think he's set to be one of the better players in the league in a few years. Yeah, I mean, that Aiden Hutchinson's a freak. We've seen it firsthand in hard knocks. Um, and, it, I mean, if that defense and Aiden Hutchinson can really lead the helm in that, yeah, who knows how good the Lions can be? Because they are yeah. a very scrappy team, coached well as we see, and the players are really buying into that system. So if that defense can be a top 10, I'm not saying that they are, but if they can be a top 10 defense, maybe they're a fringe playoff team. You never know. Hey, and I want to say, I want to say, give it two, three years, and, and we're going to be talking about the Lions. Yeah, exactly. Like, they are trending in the right direction. Very, and I mean, very young team. They need a quarterback change, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know do. why I'll never be sold on Jared Goff. Yeah, it's one of those guys. He was the obviously the number one pick years ago, but – he, Went to a Super Bowl, but like was carried. Yeah, exactly. But that this Lions team could be a run-heavy offense with some good receivers and a good defense, and that's the Jared Goff key to success. Literally, everyone else has yeah. to be good. Besides, just run the ball. Yeah, run the ball, right. and then open up those holes in the zone. And then to wrap up, actually, to wrap up this episode, we have Short episode. It's just yeah. predictions. Yeah, exactly. Most improved team? Oh, no, we're going to go player and then team. So player, I got Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan had his probably worst statistical year last season for the Atlanta Falcons, and he's dropped right into a perfect system in the Indianapolis Colts. We were talking earlier on this episode about how um, how good the Colts can be, how Jonathan Taylor is going to be the offensive player of the year, how this defense is really stepping into their own. And that's another key to success from uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, you have Michael Pittman, an up-and-coming receiver who everyone loves. You have probably the best offensive line in the league in a pretty weak division, in my opinion. So, I mean, you have the Titans, but other than that, you have the Texans and the Jaguars who yeah. aren't really teams that are really strong right now. So I have Matt Ryan taking that step ahead and leading the Colts to a number two seed that kind of goes hand in hand with my standings prediction. Right. Right. Yeah. And I agree. I think this is kind of Matt Ryan's maybe, I don't want to say his goodbye, but this is his last season to really give it one last shot. And uh, I think he'll do very good. Um, on my side, I got kind of a weird pick, um, but I don't know why the name hit me once right when I thought about it. I got Justin Fields. Um, you know, the Bears kind of have been on a on a downward slope and we see how bad that wide receiver room is but i love darnell mooney 
I love Byron Pringle. I don't know how much I really like anybody else in that wide receiver room, but you have Cole Komet and you have David Montgomery for the run game and Khalil Herbert, who is a very, very good receiving back out of that backfield. Fields is going to have his security blankets. He's going to have opportunities to find people deep, and he has the arm to do it. And, I mean, he has wheels. He, he can move around the field. He can pick up first downs on the ground. He can throw the ball. Um, and it's really just about whether or not these wide receivers can get open. And if they can enough for him, I feel like he's going to make it work this year. And Justin Fields is really going to start playing for something. And I really think that the Bears, once again, give it a couple years. The Bears need to definitely, definitely to make moves. But they're going to be pretty good. And I feel like Fields is going to be a very good quarterback. And we're going to be talking about him soon. I love Justin Fields. I think that's a great pick. I think the Bears haven't really put much help around him to really succeed. I agree with what you said. I like David Montgomery. I love Khalil Herbert. Cole Komet's a good security blanket, as you said. But the offensive line is still bottom in the league. Yes, and and that's why him being able to to move around. Exactly, exactly. And I I think we are a Justin Fields podcast where we do like him. I, I don't think... I don't think there's any ill will towards Justin Fields. We're rooting no. for him, but the Bears need to help our boy. I mean, yeah. get him some help. So next, we're going to go teams here. And with my team, the most improved team, I have the New Orleans Saints. You got Jameis coming back. You have Michael Thomas coming back. You signed Tyron Matthew in that defense. You have a new coach, which is why I'm a little skeptical about them. But Jameis. James very well could throw for 5,000 yards and like 30 interceptions and no one would bat an eye. It's just that team is constructed to be a good team. Maybe they are a quarterback away, but I do think that they make the jump and make the playoffs this year. And Jameis, we finally see Jameis in the playoffs. I like that. And and that's why in my predictions, I mean, I have them winning the division. I I really think that they can do it in a first year coach, which I think, a first-year coach can either make or break your season, and I, and I think that he has a good opportunity to go out there with a decent roster and, and really make something special of this. I feel like a big part of this season for the Saints is going to be whether or not we see Michael Thomas and, and we see him perform to the level that he can. We haven't seen him in a while. He's battling a hamstring, a little hamstring injury. Who knows how long he'll be out for that. It, it's supposed to be a couple of weeks, but I feel like last year we are supposed to see him as well, and he just never played. So I, I am a little bit nervous about that. Um, my pick is coming from the other uh, conference. I got the Chargers. It's a bolt-up podcast. Um, it's all about the bolts. The Chargers are going to be amazing this year. I mean, I mean, if you're just looking at this roster, you have someone at every single level. I mean, we got Herbert at quarterback, Eck at running back, and Joshua Kelly as well is a great running back too who can receive, who can, I mean, run the ball. Sony Michelle is on this team. Running back three. Wait, he signed with the Chargers. I believe so. I want to say. I know. Sony I never. I never said. I never. I'm not saying you're wrong. I did. I just saw the last I saw of Sony Michelle was he got cut by the Dolphins. I didn't know that he signed. I, with the I'm Chargers. pretty sure Sony. I'm looking at the ESPN depth chart right now, and it says he's the third string. Running interesting. Back. That's. It's interesting. That's. Interesting. But I mean, this wide receiver room, in my opinion, is. I mean, awesome. Keenan oh, Allen. Yeah. At, at wide receiver one, Mike Williams, you got someone that's physical that'll go down, will make big plays from Clemson. Um, Joshua Palmer, wide receiver three. I might 
want to say that Jalen Guyton might beat him out for wide receiver three in a couple of weeks. I'm a big fan of Guyton. Um, you have Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. Donald Parham Jr. is the best player in uh, Madden 23 Ultimate Team history. Um, yeah. Rashawn Slater's in for a big year. Storm Norton, that they're locking down the two ends of uh, that offensive line and that defense stuff. I mean, we, we, yeah, no, we, we made a lot of moves this year. Um, in terms of acquiring J.C. Jackson, who obviously is coming over from New England, one of the better premier corners in this league. Khalil Mack. Derwin James getting ready for a full season of health, uh, which will happen. That defensive line is going to be awesome. You know, Sebastian Joseph Day is going to be great. Um, Jerry Zion, Tillery as well. About, I'm uh, a little nervous. Zion, I'm a little. Wait. Continue. Sorry. I'm a little nervous on the inside of that uh, defensive line. Uh, but the linebackers, I'm a big fan of. That secondary, I am a huge fan of. Dustin Hopkins kicking the ball. I like. I really think that this is a complete, complete roster, yes. and that's why it's, I'm gonna have to go with the Bolts. It's it's crazy how like I'll keep looking at this roster and like, damn, these guys are good. Like, they yeah. are a very solid and deep team. They have a lot of dudes. Like when you like part of my take, they say you go down this roster and you like, I know that guy. They have a lot of guys. You got a, a lot thing. of rec- they got a lot of names, and. I don't think this team goes as far as coaching and as Justin Herbert takes them because they have the tools. They're given the keys. Now let's see you drive the car. Yep, definitely. So I think we're in for an exciting season. I mean, this season is going to be amazing. And coming up next week, we're we're getting ready for week one. Um, So I want to say next week we'll be seeing some week one action. Um, We'll be seeing a little college ball talk on this as well. Um, I think week one is this weekend, starting on Saturday. So we didn't talk about it, but we'll be recapping week one, um, and we'll be getting ready for week two. College ball is going to be very exciting this year. Um, we'll get back on our MLB route, maybe. Red Sox stink. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, before we know it, stuff, we're going to be full gear into this NFL season, so I'm excited. Oh, it's the best time of the year. It's like Christmas in September. I mean, it is. we're literally a week away from the NFL season. We are. We're in in we don't have to think about a weekend without football. We've been doing it forever. We've been having weekends without football forever. We don't have that until February. So I'm very excited. Um, we will catch you guys next week. We hope you guys enjoy some college football. Let's get ready for this NFL season. We will see you guys later. And peace. Peace. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.